Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast or Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday, September the 4th, 2020. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. We're going to jump into an episode today that I've been thinking about for quite some time, but I didn't know how to put it together without sounding like a crazy person, which I often do anyway. So I had a calm myself down. If you guys listen to me, you can tell typically I'm pretty calm and chill on most things. I'm a normal, rational human. I kind of, you know, live in the middle on a lot of stuff. But uh, this one, obviously, I, I lean, you know, one way over the other for multiple reasons, which I'll share. And uh, we're talking about how fitness is essential. And I think you guys are know already where I'm going to dive here down the rabbit hole with you. Um, but before I kick off on all this stuff and go crazy, today's podcast is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. It's the one supplement I take every single day. You guys already know, I never miss it, because I personally uh, don't eat four to five servings of greens every single day, because I don't want to become a fart monster and be bloated and gross, and I want my wife to still want to uh, you know, crawl up on me, so uh, I tend not to uh, you know, be a disgusting human, and it's just hard to eat that many veggies every single day. It really is, especially if I'm only eating twice a day. It's just it's a lot of prep. It's a lot of planning, and uh, I just don't do it. So I eat as many greens as I can. Like most people, I, I give it you know the old college try, but I do supplement with Athletic Greens. It just helps. And so if you guys are in the same boat as me, you're busy. Uh, you got kids at home now. Stuff is kind of crazy, hectic, and you know you could be eating a little bit better and getting in more micronutrients, which we all need just to be healthy and feel good. Uh, I got a link for 20 free travel packs, always for you guys, forever. If you want it, I'll send it to you. If you're really on the fence and you're not sure, I'll have Monica send you a pack right to your front door. You can try it and then pick up the 20 free travel packs, which is basically like getting a month of greens for free. And again, well, Jeremy, what are the benefits? Essentially, it's it's an all-in-one supplement. If you only were to take one supplement per day, this would be the thing I would urge you to take. It's 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food ingredients packed up in that bad boy. It supports energy, your immune system gut health, liver function, hormone function, brain function, which Lord knows I need that. And again, it works with basically every kind of lifestyle, whether you're, you know, vegetarian or vegan or or paleo or keto, doesn't matter. This fits. And the best part about it is there's no GMOs. There's no herbicides, no pesticides, no artificial colors, flavors, preservatives, or sweeteners. Tough to beat. So hit me up if you want 20 free travel packs of that or replace your multivitamin and any other horse shit you're buying. And again, it's the best tasting greens out there. Does it taste like a milkshake? No, but it tastes better than all the other greens. So hit me up. I'll hook you guys up with 20 free packs. My gift to you to be healthier and happier. Now, on to today's episode, which I have a lot of pieces of information here I'm going to read over and dig into. Uh, One in particular came from URSA, which is the International Health Racket and Sports Club Association, which in our world, they usually put on a huge conference. You can go check out all the new latest trends and and equipment and all the things that they put on. They do a great job um, of educating health and fitness professionals and what's going on, where the industry has been, where it's at, where it's going. They're a great organization um, to kind of lean on if you are in our space, if you will. Everybody who's in fitness knows uh, who they are and what they do. I actually got this sent to me from my homie, Mike Destasos. Shout out to Mike. Uh, he actually works at Exos, where if you guys are familiar, that's where they train a lot of the uh, the top uh, 
athletes in the world. NFL combine stuff. They kind of work with every sport, but they they have been known for you know if you want to if you're going to go in the NFL and you want to raise your draft stock, you go to Exos, and so that is where Mike's at. Before that, he was at the UFC, so he's just an all around badass, and he's just a he's a super fit dude, uh, and he likes fitness. And, and him and I, you know, he, he trains here with me, and so we rap about all kinds of stuff. And he actually sent this over to me, and I'm going to share this article. Amongst a couple other pieces I got from other fitness friends of mine, just to paint a clear picture for everybody out there who is listening. Now, if you listen to me and you follow my stuff, obviously you're probably a gym and fitness person. Some of you might follow me for the motivational things or just the, my take on life or who knows who knows how you got into my queue. But I'm assuming it's because you saw me shirtless working out sweaty and I didn't seem like a complete asshole after that. And you kept listening and watching. So... Uh, I'm going to say some things here that some of you may not agree with uh, of how things have been ran, obviously, in America with the pandemic and what's essential, what's not essential, what's been going on. And uh, it's okay. You don't have to agree with me on certain things. Obviously, I have my viewpoint based on, you know, real science and uh, and real feelings of what I've seen here. Uh, Some of it is very measurable and some of it is not measurable. And I'm going to share that as we go. In the article that he shot over to me, stated that a national study confirmed it's safe to work out at the gym. I don't think that's surprising to anybody who has ever walked into my facility here or into your hometown box or facility where you know the people have given up their life to be there and they really give a shit about you and your health and your happiness and they're not just chasing dollars. It baffles me like when I would, again, I don't, I don't watch any news anymore and I don't live in the comments, but obviously I have to follow certain things here because of how things have opened up and obviously gyms in Arizona are open now. And when they're when they're going through that process and there are some gyms here in the valley fighting back, uh, I don't know all the names offhand. Obviously Tom Hatton at Mountainside, he was fighting back quite a bit because uh, the guy has 18 facilities here in the valley. The guy owns 18 fucking gyms. Obviously he wants to be open. And people are like, oh, you don't care about lives. You're only money hungry. One. That's complete horseshit. I don't know anybody, anybody who got into fitness to make money. I don't know anybody who is like, has any brain cells who would get into fitness to be like, I'm going to be filthy fucking rich. Can it happen? Yeah. But would this be the profession and the route you go if you want to be one of the richest people in the world? Excuse my French here. Fuck no, it wouldn't be. When I started this, everybody thought I was a dipshit. I had a Facebook business page like before that was really even a thing, and people are like, Jeremy, you're an idiot. I told my old man, hey, I'm going to quit my only you know corporate job I ever had with a, with a paycheck and benefits to do fitness for a living, and bless his heart, uh, and my mom too, they never told me I couldn't do something, even though I, I'm sure my dad had been like, this kid is a dipshit, and he knew I, I would work hard and all those things, but I'm sure you know, you hear that, you know, like 15 years ago before all the you know fitness was what it is today and uh i'm sure my dad had to be like my kid is just a a fucking moron and uh but i i quit my corporate job where i was making obviously more money than my fitness where i was making nothing because i wanted to do something i didn't hate every day i wanted to do something that i didn't hate on a wednesday i wanted to enjoy my actual life and if i could make enough money to pay my bills have some in savings and just like have a house and have a car uh, that was my only goal. Again, obviously, I wasn't super ambitious when I started out, but uh, again, that's still kind of my goal. I just, I want to enjoy what I do. 
and I want to enjoy the people I work with. So when I hear people say, well, oh, you only want to be open because you only care about money, you don't care about lives, you're confused. If I really gave a shit about money, I would get into finance. I would get into real estate. I would get into a mix of both. I'm already involved in that in other aspects of my life, but I would punt the fitness stuff because if I only wanted to make money, I would do this fitness business, first of all, completely different than I'm doing if I was only driven by money. And if I was really only driven by money, I would get the hell out of fitness completely. I could take this same skill set and the same work ethic I have and work 100 hours a week and make 10 times that in the fitness realm, or excuse me, in the, in the finance realm or the real estate realm if I wanted to. So I, I just need to squash that before we even get going here. So the national study confirmed it's safe to work out in gyms and the current data shows there's no evidence that COVID-19 spreads crazy in gyms compared to anywhere else. Can you get any virus and any disease anywhere? I, I'm assuming you can. But for some reason, these people chose to vilify health clubs, fitness clubs, gyms, small boutique studios, CrossFit boxes, and all the chains like like we were the plague of the fucking world. When in all reality, it couldn't be further from the truth. And I'm going to share that here today. That's why I have a hard time swallowing it. Now, full disclaimer, I'll say this. When we first had to like, you know, go stay at home, I'm all for it, dude. When you, when you made everybody think they were going to drop dead... And you freaked everybody out, which again, I'm all err on the side of caution. I have no issue with that. You're all in these leadership roles, whether you're a president or you're the doctors in the team or you're the, the, the governor or the mayor, whatever it may be. I think those are shitty jobs. I feel bad for you. Half the people hate you no matter what you do. And it would be a tough position to be in. When you guys signed up to do those roles, you didn't think this would happen. But this is the job you did sign up for, and you have to make the best with the information you have. And at first, I guess they didn't know. And we thought everybody was scared. Everybody's going to die. It's crazy. So my wife and I stayed home for a super long time. Didn't see anybody. Didn't do anything. You know, oh, we're going to play our part. And then as more information came out, we figured out, well, everybody isn't going to die. And there is ways we can open up and operate and do it safely. And yet for some reason, you still couldn't go to the gym in Arizona, but you could go to the strip club, you could go to the casino, you could go to Dave and Buster's, you could go to like uh, the kids, you know, trampoline houses and all this crazy shit. That's confusing to me. And so I went like, well, I'm really questioning where they're getting this data and what they're looking at. And of the more than 49.4 million health club visits, only 0.0023% tested positive for COVID-19. More than 500 times less than the current estimated U.S. national average. I'll repeat that again. They tracked this. Almost 50 million health club visits and only 0.0023% tested positive for the virus. I don't know Lowe's numbers, Walmart's numbers, Home Depot's numbers, or anybody else, or the casinos or the strip clubs for that matter. But I can almost promise you they will be substantially higher if they even tracked them, which they did not because they don't control the environments like we do. After analyzing millions of member check-ins across 2,873 gyms, sports clubs, and boutique fitness studios over the course of three months, URSA and MXM a technology and knowledge transfer company specializing in member tracking within the fitness industry conclusively found that fitness facilities are safer and not contributing to the spread of COVID-19 like we have been led to believe. I'm going to read this here again. 
just so you can see it. The infection rate is probably one of the lowest that we've seen here. And that would be what my argument is for fitness as being essential in keeping America healthy. Because right off the top, one in five Americans experience mental health illness, especially when they're in isolation, especially when they're taken out of their routine, especially when they can't be part of a community. And I'm going to dig into the community aspect of it in a little bit. 40% have a higher risk of developing cardiovascular, metabolic disease than the general population if you suffer from mental health. So think about that. You already are struggling at home. And now we're telling you you can't exercise, you can't go outside, you can't do all these things. And now when we're starting to hear, oh wait, exercise does help. Getting vitamin D does help, which is only from the sun or supplementation or obviously food because your body cannot produce it. And we know this already from studies. We, we've talked about this before. Physical activity has long-term mental health benefits as well as reducing the risk of stress and depression. Yet only about 23% of adults are hitting their federal physical activity guidelines for adults according to the CDC themselves. So we're going to close down all the places that we know, A, we, it's been statistically proven we can, we can do it properly and better than, better than any, as good as anybody else or better than anybody else would be my opinion. And this is for all my gym owners out there, the people who give a shit. Is there gyms that don't give a fuck? Yeah, there is. There's, there's every business and every industry and every profession, there's doctors who don't give a shit. But for the 99.9% of people who got into fitness, they didn't do it for money. They did it because they, lo they love people. They love movement. They love exercise. They love helping people transform. They love getting them healthy. They really give a shit about their craft and their calling and they're passionate about it. And if we know physical activity has long-term mental health benefits and can reduce your risk of stress and depression in your life, why would we vilify these facilities as a place that spreads a virus like crazy when we statistically know that's not proven to be true? I don't understand that. And even per the CDC admitting that only 23% of adults are hitting their physical activity guidelines, that's less than a fourth. And I don't know their specific uh, physical activity guidelines. I could have looked it up. I, I promise you they're probably not super drastic. Most people struggle getting 10,000 steps in a day. Oftentimes here, as I'm just coaching people, I've taken 16,000 steps before I even start my workout. And that's not me even going for a walk. So... Let me get back to the stats here before I go completely crazy. From May 1st through August 6th, URSA and MXM closely examined and compared member check-in data, number of gym visits for you guys out there, from a number of fitness facilities, such as Planet Fitness, Anytime Fitness, Lifetime, and Orange Theory, across the country, with self-reported infection rates. After nearly 50 million check-ins over that three-month period, the study found that a nominal 0.0023% tested positive, gyms nationwide have a robust safety policy put in place and there is zero evidence that the positive cases have originated in gyms themselves. As recently as a few months ago, the data correlating fitness facilities and mitigating risk was practically non-existence. All that's changed and for the better, said MXM CEO Blair McKinney. 
It's become abundantly clear that the safety measures that gyms, sports clubs, and boutique fitness studios have put in place are not only incredibly effective at keeping their members safe, but also curbing any potential spread during the time when we all need access to exercise and physical fitness and the facilities to stay our healthiest, end quote. I don't understand how this is not common sense to people. And people who are who would vilify it really have never been to a facility that makes any sense. We control the environment here. We can clean everything. We can touch every inch of the facility. Most businesses can't do that. If you come into Jeremy Scott Fitness at 6 a.m. on Monday, we have a roster. We know all 16 people who are coming here and who will be here. We don't oversell it. Nobody can just pop in and they can't swap times. So we know every single Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you're around the same 16 people here, here, and here. When I walk into Home Depot, and there's nothing, I want every place to be open, first of all. If they can do it safely and efficiently, I'm not ragging on Home Depot. I think Home Depot is great. But I walk in there, nobody knows I'm there. I can touch 97 things in there, put them back on the shelf, and nobody wipes them down, and nobody gives a shit. There can be 800 people in there. And that's okay. And yet when you come to the facility here, if you use a dumbbell, I wipe it down before the next guy grabs the dumbbell and we space you out six feet apart. And half the time we're working out outside. Yet I can go to, my wife can go to Nordstrom, try on eight pairs of sunglasses and put them all back and nobody wipes them down and nobody knows she was there and nobody gives a shit. Yet gyms are the enemy. That's where I'm confused with a lot of things that have been going on here. Because we as an industry, as professionals, have been shown we can go above and beyond. And we've been tracking it and showing it, and we have the statistics and the data to prove it. The fitness industry's only trade association, which is URSA, along with MXM, invited all the health and fitness clubs in the United States to participate, obviously, in the study. And over the course of the study, the fitness centers provided their total check-ins and the number of locations, obviously, across all states. And they also reported all the positive COVID-19 cases that were documented between employees and members that have been to the club. And MXM previously conducted a study surrounding the lack of concentrated outbreaks in fitness facilities, affirming the results just last month. The check-in data proves that health clubs, when following strict cleaning and safety protocols, which at this point, I don't think you can go to a gym that isn't unless they really don't give a shit, and then why would you go there? But if it's a place like us, we care. Our staff cares. We all care. We have protocols here. We, we follow the rules above and beyond. But the data proves that when we follow these protocols, it's one of the safer places to be by far because we can control the environment. Access to fitness centers is key to keeping Americans healthy. Access to your coach and your community is key to keeping you healthy in more ways than one. Physical activity plays an important role in not only maintaining a healthy immune system, but reducing the risk factors associated with not just COVID, any fucking virus, such as obesity, heart disease, lung disease, and diabetes, my friends. In fact, the Center for Disease Control, the CDC, notes that 42.4% of U.S. adults and approximately 18.5% of children and adolescents in America are considered obese, which is one of the major risk factors for having issues with basically anything that comes your way. We know being obese is not healthy. We know being obese makes it an issue to fight off any virus or infection, anything going on in your life. And even the CDC notes that 42% of adults and almost 20% of children 
and adolescents in America are already considered obese. What do you think happens when they stay at home can, and just watch TV and eat processed shit and don't go to a coach or a community and a gym and be active? And people say, well, they could just do it, you know, at home on their own. Really? Were they doing it before? Then what would change now? The best athletes in the world, oftentimes, without a goal, accountability, and a coach, they become fat, lazy, and lethargic. So what do you think the odds of the average person getting super fit on their own is? The failure rate is incredibly high. That's why people like me exist. That's why these places exist. That's why we're popular. And people who come understand that it's more than just sets and fucking reps. Physical fitness has long-term mental health benefits as well including reducing the risk of stress and depression. Notably, one in five Americans experience mental health illness, and people with mental health illness have a 40% higher risk of developing cardiovascular and metabolic disease compared to the general population. That's a scary statistic. I'm going to repeat it so you can catch it at home. Notably, one in five Americans experience mental health illness, and people with mental health illness have a 40% higher risk of developing cardiovascular and metabolic disease compared to the general population. Do you not think fitness is essential for that? Do you not think being active is healthy for that? Fitness centers are needed now more than ever to help us stay active and maintain a healthy immune system. Quote unquote, from Robert Salas, who's an MD with Kaiser Permanente. He goes on to say, COVID-19 risk factors haven't changed since the pandemic began. Obesity, heart disease, lung disease, and diabetes put you at a much higher risk for both short and long-term complications. It is imperative that we all make real change now to stay healthy, given that exercise is an essential part of life, end quote. This is a medical doctor quoting this. This isn't me just rambling and spitballing here and making this shit up. These are statistics. And people say all the time, follow the science, follow the science, we should do this. I'm going to share with you here a quick note from UNC Chapel Hill. A new study just published. Researchers examined the available published literature on individuals infected with the virus and found that those with obesity were at a greatly increased risk of hospitalization, 113% more, as a matter of fact. More likely to be admitted to intensive care units, 74% more. And had a higher risk of death from the virus, 48% more. What do you take from that? Exercise is medicine, my friends. Exercise and eating right and being active is medicine. And... I don't want to be in a soapbox here and rant, but I need to say this. I love I love data. I love science. I love things that, that make sense. I love I love it when it paints a full picture and not just panders to a narrative that people want to put, you know, oh, we should just do this and this is the way it's gonna be, and if we don't do this, here's the numbers. And I'm all for sharing the numbers. Here's how, here's how many people have been affected. Here's how many people have died. And I feel terrible for everybody who passes away from anything all the time. It's tragic. I understand that. But when we share certain things and we say, okay, well, if we all stay home and don't do anything, we'll keep the, the overall, you know, numbers down of people who 
may have died from this, you know, with, with or without comorbidities. But as soon, I'll put it this way, I have a hard time listening to just those those numbers and looking at only those numbers as it's, it's just black and white because it's not black and white. There's a huge gray area that these guys are not touching on. And as soon as the scientists start to factor in the real human cost in lives, I'll listen. When the scientists start to factor in things like the financial ruin, that like the a, a, a lockdown or a semi-permanent lockdown has caused, and you have to compare and contrast the, the actual risk of dying, you know, I'm going to listen. But a lot of times when they're sharing numbers and people are, are getting on a soapbox and taking this hard stance, they're acting like there's no consequence of destroying people's businesses and their futures. And they act like the matter is just about the virus and the risk of infection. And all they talk about is cases and infection rates. And that's all well and good. But you have to also talk about the suicides. You also have to talk about the bankruptcies. You also have to talk about the evictions. The depression has to factor into it. Uh, the mental health dwelling of people. Um, I want to know how that factors into the decisions people are making when they say this is essential and this is not essential. You just can't speak that way to people. And some of these decisions have changed the trajectory of humans' lives forever. When you start saying things like this is essential and this is not essential to people who have worked their entire life for something, you can't do that. And now you say things like, well, your business isn't essential, Rick, but Walmart is essential. And we can't live without Walmart, but we can live without you. I'm sorry, but that's absolute fucking horseshit. And yeah, I'm obviously passionate about it, and I feel a certain way about it, but you have to be a rational human being to see that we've picked and chosen things at random that don't make a lot of sense. Fitness gyms, health clubs, they are essential. If we're saying other places like casinos and, and, and strip clubs and, and, and all the major big box stores, the Targets, the Walmarts, the Home Depots, the Lowe's, all those places are essential, so is your local gym that can control everything in the environment a thousand times better than any of these other places can. But my take on a lot of it, you got to follow the money for certain things. I understand they employ people as do I, as is every other mom and pop fitness place out there that makes people healthy. And we have higher cleaning protocols and standards. We have better tracking, we have better metrics, and what we're doing is making people healthier overall, building their immune system, building their strength so they can fight off anything that comes their way. There's no way you can sit and tell me, hey man, you know, your local gym is not essential, but the giant Walmart is. I'm just not gonna buy it, dude. And again. I have nothing against the big box places. I think they're great. I think they should all exist. But you can't start saying like you're essential and you're not essential. Your life's work is meaningless and this place is totally fine. I would just love to know how you come up with that rationale. What are the statistics that are driving those decisions? So again, I think fitness is essential. Not only for physical health, but mental health. And we create a sense of community and connection that goes far, far beyond just sets and reps. And per the data and follow the science, we do it safer.
or just as safe as any other business that's out there. And I would argue safer because these other places don't control who walks in the door. They don't know what time people come and what time people go. They don't know how many people were there in the day. I do. If I see 50 people in a day from 5 a.m. to 7 p.m., a lot of these big box places can get 50 people to walk in in 20 minutes. And there might be 400 people in a store touching everything, going over everything. And you're telling me like they're able to to wipe everything down and clean everything at scale faster and better than we can. It's it's laughable to say that. And for anybody listening saying, well, of course, obviously, Jeremy, you would say that you own a gym. You're right. I do own one. But I don't have to. Like, that's the difference here. And I'm speaking completely from the heart here, honestly. I do own a gym where we train humans. But I don't have to to survive. I don't have to train a single human being to survive and make money. I can crush it without ever training another human in person the rest of my life. In fact, a lot of my fitness friends think I'm still fucking crazy for having a brick and mortar facility. I know BJ Gadur thinks I'm absolutely insane for doing this, getting up at fucking three something in the morning every day and coming in here. I know he thinks I'm nuts and he questions my sanity and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? I remember sitting with Andrew Connor, if Andrew's listening, uh, probably like two years ago and uh, we're eating, we're at True Foods actually, we just got down doing a workout here. It was me, him, Candace, uh, and my wife, we worked out and uh, he's like, I still can't believe like you, 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 own, you run a gym, you know, because we're in this position to do different things now with the internet and at scale. And when you listen to an episode like this, you're like, well, of course this gym owner is going to keep saying this because he wants gyms to be open. Yeah, I do. But it's not because of financial gain. It's not because I'm going to get super fucking rich if the gym's open. In fact, I make less money having this place open running the way that it is than if I just went a hundred percent online all day. I need you guys to hear that, so I don't want this to sound like, oh, I own you know five lifetimes and the five lifetime fitnesses have to be open. No, my business is me. We have 15 different revenue streams here that bring money in. I can pivot and do different. I've done it during this. We went from you know having a, a, a decent revenue split in person to online to being to making having our best online year of making money ever in fitness. So. I make less money running this space the way that it is than if I went 100% online and just did online coaching and podcasts and sponsors and all the other things we do. And I I preface that to say I don't do it for money. This is this podcast episode is not driven for me to keep gyms open to make money. I do this and I work with these people here and I wake my fucking ass up at 3:50 in the morning and come in here and hang out with these guys because I enjoy the people. I love them. They're like my friends. 99.9% of the people who come here, I would drink a whiskey with and have a beer with on the weekends and weekend bullshit. Now, the conversations are all going to be different for sure because we're all from different walks of life. Some people here are in their 70s. Some people here are in their 20s. But they're all cool people. And I do it because I enjoy them. I feel like they're my friends. And I know it helps them. And I know they need it. And I know without it, they would be much, much unhealthier physically, mentally, and emotionally. Because there's connections that happen here. And 
there's things that go on in like a real tight-knit, small mom-and-pop fitness community that a lot of people who aren't in one don't really understand. And we educate people on how to eat, how to sleep, how to train, how to rest, what supplements to take. We hold them accountable. We give them a place to show up and come put in work, even when they don't feel like it and they're dragging ass and they hate it. And even if they're just going through the motions, they worked 10 times harder with us than they would have in their living room or if they just would have punted the whole workout itself anyways. We're giving people an outlet. We're giving them an opportunity to build their immune systems and become healthier and to become stronger, become more mobile, become more fit and live a better life. We don't do the work for them. We just facilitate that and we allow it. And that matters. And that's essential. And that's why I make this episode for every, not for me. I'm going to be fine no matter what happens in the world. Again, I feel terrible for all the gyms that have had to close down because of this. Because I think they were wrongfully put into a box way longer than they needed to be. And I think it's... It's sad, and I think it's almost fucking criminal, to be honest with you. And for all the people out there who ran a good gym, and that's all they were, they were just a great coach, and now they don't have a place to train their people anymore. Now that their gym is closed, I think that's sad, and I think it was unnecessary. I really do. It's hard enough to run a business in America, and it's fucking super hard to run a successful fitness business in America. Uh, it's a tough thing to sell. Hey, come in here and ride the assault bike and do split squats. You'll love it. And that's terrible. It's everybody, you hate doing that stuff. I go, and when you put all these other restrictions on them and you vilify them and you, you paint them as they're the place where people are going to get sick and it spreads and it's terrible and, it, and it's so unsafe and it's so unclean, it's horseshit because most people only read headlines. They only see big images. They don't dive deeper. They don't look at full data. They don't look at full research. They don't reach out. And I think part of that is is on you know government saying these things. And part of that's on the media and playing into it. And understanding that in fitness, we, we're not the heavy hitters. We don't make the Home Depot money. We don't make the Lowe's money. We don't make the Walmart money. We don't make the casino money. Like We're not producing like that. So it's easier to put us in a box and vilify us and say, oh, we'll close them down. And it looks like we're, we're really playing our part. I just don't know where the data is that supports that. And I just don't see how you're rationally thinking you could think that. I really don't. And if you're scared to go to a gym, if you're scared to go out anywhere, that's fine. Respect. I'm not judging you for it. But to say that it's it's overly dangerous and it's it's crazy and that we don't give a shit and we don't care and we don't go above and beyond the procedures, then you don't know health and fitness professionals. You really don't, man. And uh, it's sad that, that you've gotten vilified for something that you shouldn't have been vilified for when, in fact, you should have been put on a pedestal and said, you know what? You guys are essential. You are keeping people healthier. All the things that are dragging these guys down, all the things that are making them unhealthy and unfit, you guys are actually fighting the good fight. And you've been fi- been fighting it for some time. You're, you're actually the first like legit generation of people who are fighting it. You don't know a lot of retired fitness professionals. You probably don't know fucking any. I don't even know how many there are at this point. We will be the first of the first who have done that. And there's a, there's a legacy in that. There's the something about said being like a pioneer in that regard where you're trying to 
make the next generation healthier. You're trying to extend the life, even if you can't extend it, improve the quality of life of the people who are currently living and working with you. And they should have said, hey, you guys aren't, you know, you're not, ah, you're not essential. Just keep staying closed where everybody else can be open. They should have said, hey, you guys, we know 40 plus percent of adults are obese and almost 20 percent of kids are obese. And we know that, you know, physical fitness and what you guys are, are teaching and doing, you know, there's long term mental health benefits of that. And we know what you do reduces the risk of stress and depression and uh you know, if you guys keep doing your part, I think we can get through this. And we know people who join your programs, you know, they're going to maintain a healthier immune system. They're going to reduce, you know, their risk of catching anything and, and be able to fight it off because they're not going to be obese. They're fighting, you know, getting heart disease with you. They're fighting getting lung disease. They're fighting against diabetes because you guys are talking about real food. You're talking about macros. You're talking about proper supplementation. You're talking about exercise. You're holding them accountable. You're waking your ass up every single morning and meeting them there so they have a place to go so they can be healthy and they can communicate and they can socialize. But that hasn't been the message. And I think we shit away a huge opportunity to have that conversation with people. I didn't get to be on TV. Uh, you know, in front of, you know, a hundred some million people watching that I'm not, I'm not, I don't have the credentials, right? I'm not, uh, I'm not smart enough, but I wish we could have said, Hey, you know, here's what's going on. You guys can do all the things. You can wear a mask, you can distance, you can wash your hands, but you guys got to get outside. You guys got to exercise. You guys have to get good sleep. You have to stop stressing. You can't eat as much processed shit. You got to stop drinking as much booze. And you guys should probably take athletic greens. You should take a vitamin C. You should take a a vitamin D. You should get some zinc in your life. You should drink water. You should really try to make your immune system the strongest place it can be so you can fight off any shit that comes your way. I think that would have been the conversation that would have changed things for a lot of people. And... We didn't do it. Um, if I could have been in the position, I, I gladly would have been screaming it from the mountaintops like I do here on this podcast. And, you know, thankfully I can reach, you know, tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of people. And I'm, and I'm thankful for that. And so if you guys think anything I've said here is coherent and makes sense, please share the podcast with a friend, family member on your, you know, Instagram stories, on your Instagram, on your Facebook, via email, text it to them, whatever you need to do. Because uh, I think it makes a lot of sense uh, when you approach it from a, a broad picture, not just looking at it from, you know, hey, here's what, uh, here's what the cases are and here's what the infection rates are because that, that doesn't paint a full picture of what's really going on here. And I, I think if you, if you really understand, if you can detach your mind from just the, the fear-mongering and the horseshit, you have to know health and fitness and nutrition is essential. Not just during this season of life, but for life. Being healthy and being fit is essential to live your best life. So that's just kind of my quick rant on everything. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. And again, I know, obviously, I own a building that, uh, you know, we do a lot of things in here. You know, we're a, we're a t-shirt warehouse, we're a podcast studio, we're Jeremy's, you know, cool man cave. Uh, but we also train humans here. And so, you know, we also are a small boutique, you know, fitness facility. 
And again, I know people are like, well, you're going to say that. Of course, I'm going to say this because I do run this, but it's not about the money. I see the importance that it has. And that's why I do it every single day. I don't wake up and think, oh man, I'm going to come train these people and I'm going to get filthy fucking rich. I don't, don't do it for that. Because you don't, you don't get filthy rich doing that. You get internally rich. You get fulfillment. You get a sense of meaning. And that's why I do this. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. I would do this here the way that I choose to do it. Helping the people I want to help in the way that I know works. I would do it to make $30,000 in a year before I would go work for a corporation and make $3 million in a year because this matters to me. I feel important here. I feel like it's my calling and my craft and I see the difference it makes in people. And yeah, I need money to survive like everybody else. But it's worth so much more to me to see that. Like, hey, when people are like, hey, Jeremy, thanks. Thanks, Jeremy. Have, have a great day. Thanks, Jeremy, for showing up. Thanks, Jeremy, for doing this. We appreciate you. That shit matters, man. It really does. Because I know they're not just snowing me. They're not just saying it to fucking say it. Like, it matters to them that we show up and we try. We try to deliver the best experience and the best workouts. And we we want them to generally be healthy. Because we, we meet everybody here. We know their families. We meet their kids. We meet their spouses. We know where they work. And if we can provide that in a safe environment which statistically it's proven we can i don't see how you can make an argument that gyms and fitness facilities can't be one of the most essential things mic drop so anyways thank you guys for listening uh i just i had to say that hopefully i didn't come across too crazy but uh it matters to me man it really does you know i found out during this i can make money in a multitude of ways in health and in fitness and even outside of it. And even with that, and I said it, you know, the other day with Heather on the podcast, I was sitting here, you know, during all this when we couldn't be open and I'm like, okay, I have more money than I've ever had in my life. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm the richest that I've ever been. And I've had the, the best online year. I've ever had in terms of revenue, not in person, obviously being closed for six months doesn't, doesn't help that at all. Uh, but I have the best online year revenue so far I've ever had. And I have the most, my net worth is the highest it's ever been. And I've produced more content and I've gotten more followers and likes and all the shit that, you know, people think success is. And I would sit here each day and I would be kind of, you know, sad for lack of a better term because I couldn't, couldn't do what I wanted to do. I couldn't see our people. I couldn't work out with our people other than like at a park at 5.15 in the morning, which sometimes that's fun. Sometimes that sucks, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy I was able to do it, uh, but I, I want to do it the way we do it here. And I want to be able to do it at scale freely, which we, we, we clearly can't do yet. But I, I just really realized and I never took it for granted that man, even me as a mutant robot serial killer that I am deep down, you just you miss the connection with people, you know. You miss seeing them. You miss talking to them. You miss bullshitting with them, and uh, it's an important part of life. And it, it, it's probably just as important for my mental health as it is theirs. And so that's just another huge reason why I do think the fitness, the gyms, and, and the health clubs are essential, not just for physical health but also the mental health to create that sense of community and connection that we do all need as people. We're we're not meant to be on, you know, YouTube 
and Instagram and Facebook and uh, and Zoom calls all day, every day for 10 hours a day. It just, it makes you weird. And I think it really causes some, some underlying effects. And I hope for people out there who have been really stuck and really isolated, there isn't some huge, you know, PTSD from that that comes that, that makes it really hard for you to adjust to things coming back. And if you, you do feel that, you feel like you're alone and isolated, you know, shoot me a DM or send me an email. I'll get to it as soon as I can. I'm happy to reach out and connect with you if, if that helps anything at all. But uh, I just know it matters, you know, what we do as a, as a profession. And uh, it just has to be looked at as an essential thing moving forward. It just really does. Because I fear without that, you're going to have a lot of issues moving forward that have nothing to do with the pandemic itself. But you're talking about obesity and heart disease and diabetes among other things and that's only going to overwhelm the healthcare system and, and make anything in the future that comes our way a huge fucking mess to deal with and so you have to let the people who know what they're doing in terms of nutrition and fitness and getting people active and holding them accountable you have to let them do their job and you have to let them do it because they've proven they can do it safely and efficiently and, and effective and to all my fitness pros out there i feel your pain for all of you who've had to close down or are really struggling for money right now and suffering, I feel terrible for you. I, my hope is that we can keep things moving the right way and you can get back on track to do what you love to do and what you're passionate about because I know you do it for the people and I know you do it because you give a fuck and it's not just about making dollars. So thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you. Again, reminder. This podcast is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. If you want 20 free travel packs, hit me up. I will send you the link. Or if you're really on the fence, you're like, well, Jeremy, I might want to buy them, but I'm on the fence. I don't know what to do. I'll have Monica send you a pack right to your front door. Then you can try it. Pick up the 24 travel packs. It's basically like a month for free. That way you have all your greens covered so you're healthy and you're happy and you can fight off any bullshit that comes your way. So I think we'll get Heather on the podcast either tomorrow or Sunday. We've got a lot of stuff to film, but her and I have a couple on the docket Uh, And that's always fun. And you guys keep asking for her and all the Q&A stuff we asked for on Instagram. I'm going to get to that as well. Just give me a couple of days because I've had a kind of a personally and professionally kind of a crazy week here with a lot of stuff going on on the back end. But I'm navigating through it here and I'll get to all of your questions here within a week. I promise you that. So again, if you're on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Go to your podcast app on your phone scroll your finger all the way down right after you listen to this and go to that five star click it and then just write me a sentence tell me what you think about the podcast what you like about it uh even what you don't like about it i'm open to all criticisms and comments i don't take anything personally and uh, i appreciate you guys so enjoy your friday night stay safe stay sweaty if you're watching on YouTube, thank you guys for watching. I appreciate you for subscribing. And if you have not, make sure you subscribe to the Jeremy Scott Fitness YouTube page. We have about, I don't know, 1,100, 1,200 videos on there. It's a lot. And we keep posting more and more and more fitness, recipes, uh, podcasts, all kinds of crazy shit. All for free for you guys. So thank you. So until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys. Keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.